What up, what up, what up, what's going on, family? Welcome to this Thursday edition of Herb and Two alongside Tucson Warner. My name is Herb Howard. Every Thursday and Saturday, we are here hanging out with y'all, talking about issues that currently impact the black community. We talk about how those issues impact us as a collective and also how to impact us individually and along with your help. We talk through these issues in hopes of finding the optimum solutions for how we can overcome said issues. Again, overcome them individually, but perhaps more importantly, at least for the sake of this conversation, overcome them as a collective. Thank y'all so very, very much for choosing to be a part of this conversation. As always, your input is valued. It is certainly appreciated. We would kindly request that you please take a quick second to share the broadcast. Also, like the video, subscribe to the page, set the alert so you always know when the shows are premiering. But please share with someone that you think would add value to It is intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. My name is Herb. His name is Two. Two. What's happening, good brother? G, you cold, G. I just, you, you just change up the intro and shit, add some words and shit. I can't never remember past, hey, this is Herbert Two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do that shit, G. I don't know how you do it. I don't know, man. It's this, it's, it's interesting, man, because I'll I be in awe of a lot of stuff that people can do. And, uh, People be like, man, how the fuck do you do what you do? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I always kind of just been able to do that part. But I see people do like a bunch of shit. And I'm like, I don't know how the fuck y'all do that shit raw as hell. And I never really think about the skill set that I have as being something that other people be like, damn, that's kind of cold that you could fucking do. I that. think I got early onset Alzheimer's though. Like I, I can't remember raps no more. None of that shit. Like if it wasn't committed to memory in the '90s, it's done. It's gone. Yeah, like new raps be coming. I be like, that's dope. Let me try to commit that shit to memory. It's dead. It's dead. As soon as I turn that shit off, I'll remember what he said. My recall is pretty good. <laughs> my recall because of that, my recall is pretty good. Like, I don't write nothing down. Um, like so, like people like hear me like do a speech or like host something or like do a post game report. They be like, yo, you wrote that down. You had notes. Like, no, I didn't. Yeah, you rain just, man out this I, motherfucker. I, yeah, I, I can pull that. I just pull that shit out of my head and it just kind of just go. But uh, I appreciate that, brother. I received that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. Uh, Next year to it, man, it's Christmas. It is, man. Christmas. When's Kwanzaa start? Yesterday? What's today? No. What's, what day? Well, so I don't even know what day it is. I think Kwanzaa starts on the 26th. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Whatever day is the 26th. <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa to all you black folk. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, uh, I remember, man, and I, I, I would... I would imagine this don't happen in probably five percent of schools no more. But I remember uh, growing up, going to school in Bremer, uh, they used to play uh, all the Kwanzaa principles on the intercom every single morning. Super dope. Like that's how school started. They would do the national anthem, but then they would also do. We might even do like lift every voice and sing, and then go through all the principles. And it was like Umoja, Umoja. Celebrate, Umoja, Umoja. Like it was, like, all it was raw. You know what I'm saying? And so mm -hmm. I knew that shit just because first through eighth grade. Not you just tried to bust a note though. No, no. I'm telling you how it went. But salute you to that though. Joking. But salute to that though, right? <laughs> Remember what I said a couple weeks ago when I was like, when the young used to be good black education, yeah, yeah. kid will used to be good black education. That yeah. shit don't exist no more. Right? I was in a meeting the other, maybe last week, and somebody brought up that's the principal of Kwanzaa, and he was whatever they he yeah. was talking about. And I was one of them kids, right? That went through all the Kwanzaa programs and all the black. I ain't remember none I of that. I remember shit. which one was which. Like none what's, of that shit. What's cooperative economics? What is We did that at Beasley what's... too. Yeah. We did yeah. that at Beasley. I was yep. a Beasley kid. Oh, so yeah, that's what it was. Yep, you know what I mean? But either way, my point is we are getting further and further detached from what is ours, uniquely ours. Facts. 
right? Then we come in here and use words like, you know, you're triggering me. And we don't give credence to how white folks switch up language and it changes for belief systems. I have a question. Do you think, um, well, this I just got to ask though. Do you think it's necessary? So when we talk about like Kwanzaa and celebrating Kwanzaa, do you think it's absolutely necessary that we do learn or practice this holiday? I think it's absolutely necessary that we create something unique about our identity. I don't give a fuck what it is. But is it our identity if we don't practice it? it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we should. You know what I'm saying? No, but if you don't create it, you'll never have one, right? So me and Herb have been doing Juneteenth celebrations for eons, yeah. right? And you can see the difference, right? When it was just the people who were dedicated to the concept of Juneteenth. And be clear, I know Juneteenth is some fake shit. It's some made-up shit. <laughs> it, it really is. At the end of the day, it's some made-up shit. Some you slaves in Texas didn't know, hey, hey, fake holiday. Get it. Cool, right? But the people who dedicated to them, themselves to that concept, believe in it and when you believe in it it makes it real mm-hmm. right now when the united states of america start to celebrate the shit it was an instant change because all we really believe in is what the white man tells us to believe in so pre the united states government say hey kwanzaa an official holiday we couldn't get 20 motherfuckers out there juneteenth june i'm sorry yeah juneteenth i'm, I'm misquoting myself my, yeah, I'm my, you. You good. right but we couldn't get 20 people out there united states say hey it's a holiday Motherfucker got the grill out. It's a it's a whole new t-shirts value. T-shirts at Walmart. T-shirts at Walmart. Now it's real. Juneteenth t-shirts right? at Walmart. But if you're waiting for that that uh, demographic of people to, to validate, validate you, yeah. then you'll never have your own shit. It's like you're waiting for Americans to validate you because you're American at the end of the day, though. Proximity to whiteness is what we really do. Yeah, I don't know if it's American, right? Because we celebrate Irish holidays in America and the Irish commit. True. Matter of fact, we commit more to the Irish shit than we do to our shit. True. Because we don't value us. And, and Cinco, Cinco de Mayo. And Cinco de Mayo <laughs> and every other, even Christmas. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, how I many? we just talked about the principles of Kwanzaa. Motherfuckers don't, they don't even know what Kwanzaa is. What the fuck are you talking about? No, that's real shit. Yeah. You got to be able to identify things for yourself. You got to be able to create them. And I always use these street analogies because I think it's our common denominator. Whether it's the lowest common denominator or not, it's our common denominator. And I think that we understand these things on at a street level. We understand that if I say, motherfucker, from 71st to 74th is the GDs, then that's what the fuck it is. And as long as we believe in it, it don't fucking matter that we don't own this shit. It don't matter at all. We said this shit is ours and all of us fucking believe in it. And you ought to believe in it too because we will fuck you up if you don't. You know what I'm saying? And you abide by it. And you abide by it. And so apply the same thing for some real shit. Man, I ain't gonna lie. We was doing Juneteenth celebration. In our Juneteenth celebration, we do a we had a car caravan. Right, we had a car caravan that would travel from deep in the west side to deep in the south side, like from past. I think think K Town type of shit, oh, way yeah, deep yeah, in the west yeah. side, all the way to the hundreds, like damn near Argyle God. We start at Malcolm X, and then go deep into the west side, like to like fucking Austin and shit. Then come back through downtown, through Bronzeville, through Hyde Park, all the way out to the hundreds. And in doing that, for several years, we picked up a couple cars. We've had a long ass yeah. uh, parade line for at some points, but there was a one. It was a few incidents that bothered me beyond reproach. Right, yeah. one was I'm on we on I'm on the lead car, and uh, we on like 63rd and King Drive one year, and we keep we get we playing black music. We got the black. 
power flags and we throwing up the black power fist and all that shit. And I'm riding past 63rd and one of the shorties threw up the rakes as I threw up the black power fist. It irked the shit out of me, right? It irked my soul. I wanted to stop that motherfucking kind of guy and whoop his ass, right? I did, but again, that's the disconnect. Like, he identifies with being a GD. He don't identify with blackness. It's laughable, but it's the realest shit in the world, right? Last, was it last? No, it wasn't last year because COVID happened. Uh, I was like a couple years ago. We hit downtown. On the Mag Mile. We on the Mag Mile. Motherfucker tried to carjack a sister in the goddamn parade line. I could not fucking believe it. These shorties ran up on the sister. She's in the she's in the parade with us. She's probably not. Two is, again, on the lead float thing, on the big lead truck. And I'm one of the cars driving. And I'm, this lady's probably like three, four cars in front of me. And we get on Michigan. And these shorties like just run up on the car. like, And they pulling car doors. She was probably like the second or third car that they tried to pull because the other doors was just locked. And they pull her car door and it's open. And to her credit, the sister didn't. She reacted. She didn't hesitate. She whipped her car around. In the traffic too. Slung their ass off that car. Slung them off the car. They get up, take off running. You know what I'm saying? It's like, did that shit just fucking happen? So I'm like, yo, what the fuck That's is wild. going on? I get out, check on the sister. She's like, I'm good, I'm good. She stayed in the parade, kept driving to finish the whole daughter, went home. Like, that's too much for me. But, like, that kind of shit is like, you don't even recognize what the fuck we doing. You see all this red, black, and green, all these black people, we hunking horns, we flashing. Motherfuckers hanging off trucks, hanging out windows, all this black pride. And you like, this what you want to do, bro? It's like, we we, we got to find ways to create our shit that's valuable to us. And to respect it. Respected. And they respected, and that's the problem, right? We don't respect it until white folks validate it. Hence what I said earlier, right? If money determines the value, then we don't have any values. Ain't no value. And we don't respect shit until white folks attach their values to it, which really, we don't say white folks, we say money. But I.e., i.e., Juneteenth t-shirts in Walmart. That's right. still money. Right. They're capitalizing on the shit, and on that's when shit. we start to value it. It's so it's, yeah, the shit's crazy. Bro. Since we're about money, we feel like, okay, now we can capitalize off it, too. Which is why when I don't we even know if we are about money though. I think we're about proximity to whiteness, right? Because we don't capitalize off of it. We don't buy from each other. If we was about money, broke ass people wouldn't spend their last four hundred dollars on some European brand just to stunt on other broke ass people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the people you who really are about money don't move like that. Like motherfuckers, to figure out how to turn their four hundred into eight hundred. If you was about money, but you, I want to stunt on somebody else that's broke too. So I'm gonna spend my last four hundred. To say I got this whatever the fuck. And it's like, you niggas kill me, Joe. But you can't you can't you can't get that message across to them. Cause now, oh, you just a hating ass nigga. You just a broke ass nigga. I guarantee you I got more shit than you. I got more disposable income than you. I fucking guarantee you I do. This shit is dumb is what I'm trying to tell you, G. But you can't tell niggas that. Yeah, hey, but the Asian community about money, right? So when they come get all your money by doing nails in the community. You don't see them shop nowhere in that motherfucking strip mall that they are located in. Because they about money and they about preserving it. We're not about money. We're about proximity. We create our value in what we look like because we think that's what wealth is. It's it's a clown show. You know what I mean? It's a real clown show. But it is what it is, man. So in that vein, you know, the holidays just passed. And I was like, man, I ain't going to lie. And I struggle. I struggle with the same shit. I got two children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I tell, I've been telling them all their fucking life. 13, Christmas dead. 13, birthday's dead. Mm-hmm. 13. And that's just a, 
you know, it's an arbitrary number, but I think in my own life at 13, for my father, was like, yeah, nigga, fuck you. You know what I mean? Figure it out. You know what I mean? So for me, it was like, yeah, it sounds good to me too. You know what I mean? So I was telling my daughter, like, you know, you 13, it's over. She was like, no, dad, you got to get me something. And I swear to God, up until the 23rd, I was like, man, should I go get something? Because <laughs> <laughs> we got to be real, man. That power is over. It's it's looming. It's legit. You know what yeah. I mean? It's some real shit. You feel like you letting them down if you don't participate in the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's some. the game is fuck shit. Nah, it, it, it's trash, man. I had I had a partner that was just she was like, "Yo, I'm I'm, I'm finna I'm finna get you this that from, for Christmas." I'm like, "Don't get me shit." And she's like, "No, I just want to." I'm like, "No, I don't I don't want to be a part of that shit." She's like, "Okay, so you don't have to give me nothing." It ain't about I wasn't that. Planning to get you anything in the first. I wasn't, but that's not, it's, that's not even. It's not about that either. You don't rank that even, high on my list. Even you getting me something. <laughs> that's not true. Even you getting me something is tell the people the truth, Herb. It's not the truth. <laughs> even you getting me something is forcing me to be a part of some shit I don't believe in. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a part of that shit. Like that shit is making a bunch of white people richer. And I don't fucking like that shit, man. That shit gets on my gosh darn nerve. What I did for Christmas. Nothing. I didn't do. I didn't leave the crib. I didn't do shit. I decorated my Christmas tree, which I was supposed to get decorated like a week ago. We're gonna talk about that. Um, it's trash. Mm. I hung out with family though, man. I had a good time, man. You know, we hung out. Uh, I was just telling you a minute. I asked you had you had a had you heard of pin? I think it's called Pintronics. Mm -hmm. And the reason I learned who Pintronics was because. I was with my sister-in-law, who I call Miss Great Poupon, so it gives you some clarity of what kind of woman she is. Can <laughs> you please pass the Great please Poupon? Please pass the Great Poupon. So we're at Miss Great Poupon's house, and I love Miss Great Poupon to death. Please be clear, right? Even though I know it seems derogatory, sure. but it's, it's like nigga, right? It's it's an endearing term at some point. You we're going to get into more derogatory we're, terms. We're going to get into a bunch of more derogatory Don't shit. Don't you worry. We'll be right back. <laughs> but uh, so we there, and they singing Christmas carols. Right, so oh, I saw these black kids singing Christmas carols going around the people front door. So let me say this: my wife's family, we've been married seventeen years. They do this shit, mm -hmm. and I've been uncomfortable at every moment that they've done this shit they, for the last. They, they do years. it, right? They they do it. They all have their parts and all that shit. I don't know the name of the song. with like twenty partridge, whatever that song is. Everybody got a line, and they know they line. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that shit. I'd be like, y'all lame as hell, right? But same time, back to what I just said about Juneteenth, right? My parents are gone. My sister's gone. My whole immediate family's gone. So in a lot of ways, you know, I fully appreciate my kids having that attachment to this side of family because I just don't, I can't even create right. it for them. Right. Right. And I also value tradition, yeah. even if it ain't some shit I rock with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I participate because I want my children to value tradition. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we play this dumbass Patrick Patrick game. Now, this year, all the family didn't get together, so they're playing sing-along songs on the TV. Hence, we get to Pentronics. Okay. Pentronics is the most amazing shit I've seen in the entirety of my whole <laughs> life. I promise to God I've never seen nothing more amazing in my life. And it speaks volumes about how much bullshit America is. So they're playing this Pentronics shit on YouTube. And I'm looking at this shit. I said, what is this shit? It's a singing group. I've never seen this makeup in my life. There's a white man. There's a white woman. There's an Indian. 
there's an Asian, there's a there's a black person. Like they've every ethnic group you can think of, they fit into this goddamn singy songy. You said group. they call what now? Pentatonics. It's the worst shit in the world. So listen, <laughs> but I'm looking at this shit in all. Mm-hmm. Like this is like it's like. It's like when you know you being had and you just accept it. You understand, what I, you understand what I'm saying? So I'm looking at this and I made a joke. I said, these motherfuckers have performed at every HR event in the history of HR events ever. You understand me? And I'm, I'm Diversity, laughing. equity, and inclusion. Yeah, I'm laughing at this shit. I'm, I'm thinking it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so intrigued, though. I Google these motherfuckers. Who are these people, man? Because sure. I've never heard it. Man, five Grammys. Platinum selling. These motherfuckers is you. These is the Jay Z of bipocness. They get into it. I couldn't believe this shit. And we in there singing along to Pentatonic. I said, "This is the most fuck shit. You can make money off of anything, man." Hey, I love it, man. You know, for 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 somebody who has so many people who claim to love me, I spend Christmas all alone. It should tell you something. It should, shouldn't it? <laughs> I talk. I talk all. I talk all of this. Might want to rethink that ethical, ethical non-monogamy <laughs> shit and all these, you know, partners and all this love and abundance. I was dolo. I decorated my tree dolo. Okay, I had two partners that was supposed to come decorate my tree a week ago. They came over there. Do you think they decorated my tree? No. They decorated anything else? Huh? Knock it off. Sometimes you got to choose Knock wiser, bro. That's all I'm saying. Off. You just got to choose wiser sometimes. You have I'm to relax. You got to choose wiser. You You're ethically relax. non-monogamous. Sure. They're just there. They're not just there. <laughs> I'm just saying. They aren't non-monogamous, though. They are not. It's, so, so they're there. And in the moments of value and monogamy, you they're going to find that person who values that with them. And I'm not saying they value monogamy, but they're going to value the feeling of this person values me. Sure. So even though you are and you believe the shit you say, sure. because it's not the culture, they can't wrap themselves into it. I agree with you on that piece. It's the real truth. It has nothing to do with my tree, though. Yeah. So I decorated my tree. <laughs> no, it does. By myself yesterday on Christmas Day. So I've, you know, I'm on FaceTime with my family, and it's like you know six, seven of us on the shit, and we... They're like, why are you decorating a tree on Christmas Day? You must be done. I said, it's a Christmas tree. You supposed to, I, why not do it on Christmas Day? I was fucking around, but I, I that's, that was my Christmas Day. I ain't do nothing. I made, oh, I made me the fast breakfast scramble ever, Joe. Shit was banging. Hmm, okay. Shit was amazing. By yourself? Dolo. <laughs> Cooked it, ate it. Dolo. Hey, man, I love you, dog. I wish you'd do that. Don't believe that. I love you, too. Okay, but fuck them people, man. Hey, I, it was great. Get your day. dog, though. No, so that's like a real oh, cat. Whatever, it's the I same thing. You gonna be the old cat lady though? You better choose wisely. Nope. Okay. Nope. Ain't no woman going into sixty being ethically non-monogamous. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just telling you what it is. When you start shitting on yourself, you need somebody to help your ass. You gonna be by yourself. Hey, listen to me. When I can't wipe my own ass, I'm ready to check out. You don't have the choice though, unless you Mental put the trigger. Scott Daddy could come get me. Yeah, he could, but he's not. Well, I get myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just letting you know what it is. Um, ain't no fucking way in hell, Joe. I'm just letting you know what it is. Anyway, that was my fucking weekend. Other than uh, the Bears got their ass smacked again on Saturday. Uh, the Buffalo Bills came to Soldier Field, whooped them like 35 to 13 or something like that. Uh, Pi was at the game for the first time. It was fucking 14 below zero out there, motherfucker. It was cold as hell. Um, but yeah, that 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 was that man. That's crazy, man. Uh, I didn't watch the game because yeah. you know I'm anti football. Mm-hmm. But um, I did see the return home to Buffalo. Yeah, when they got back to Buffalo, it was like seven feet of snow. It was literally covering their trucks. Was and unbelievable. Shit. Yeah, I seen like Cadillac trucks that was buried. Yeah, that shit one, was crazy. One of the players like 
like I guess he like dug his car from the side and then just drove off with like another four feet. Yeah, of snow I saw. On top I saw that guy. Looked like he had a hot top fade. I saw that shit. That shit was crazy. Yeah, man. Buffalo different, different, Joe. Yeah, that uh, shit was crazy. Then Seattle had a crazy weather experience too. They, they had, had a, a little ice, ice storm, storm or something and, and cars and people sliding down all them hills and all that. So, so let me tell you a story, G. I used to live in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Right. First of all, the public buses stopped running in Cedar Rapids, Iowa at six p.m. So if you ain't got the what the fuck you got to and you don't got, you got a car, you're fucked. You got to foot it. You understand me? So they had an ice Fortunately, storm. Fortunately, Cedar Rapids, Iowa is like 10 blocks long. So they had cool. a, it's about 45. <laughs> but they had an ice storm one time. Oh. I'd never been in this shit. Right. So they let people out of school early yeah, for yeah, ice yeah. storms. But the buses ain't running. Oh. Nigga, I had to walk to, and let's say it's about four miles. So you got to foot it to four I miles. I had to walk in the ice storm, that shit was oh, ridiculous. I know your legs was tired as hell. Just Nigga, trying to stay up I was falling on my ass every five steps. It was ridiculous. I stopped at, you know, you stopped at the gas station. You know, young nigga shit. Yeah. I got two bags of goodies and shit. I'm oh, like, I came up. Gee, we had a school by 11. And you didn't drop I'm walking, bro. I swear to God, it was like a movie fall. The bags went up in the air and shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit was crazy. So I can imagine what Seattle was like with them heels and shit. It was. It probably was deadly. Hey, man, that is, that is, that is unfortunate, man. Uh, I know we touched on 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 the idea of Christmas and gifts and all that, but I just want to talk talk about it briefly from the standpoint of this social media, bro, and how it <laughs> how it's like presented on on social media in terms of to me, and I could be wrong. I don't again, I don't I don't celebrate it. I haven't celebrated it for this is my eighth year from since I've decided that that ain't how I want to celebrate Christmas. Um, but it seems like a competition on social media to me. It seems like how many gifts can I show? How many gifts did I get from my partner? How many gifts did I get for my partner? How many gifts did I get my kids versus how many somebody else got for their kids? How many brand name bags can I show? How many designer gift bags can I put up? And it was like, it was the the shit is disgusting to me, dog. I don't, I don't know, man. To me, it's disgusting, and I, I wish, I wish we saw value in something else, right? If the data wasn't what the data is in terms of wealth in the black community or lack thereof wealth in the black community, maybe I wouldn't be so disgusted by it. But when I got everybody talking about, you know, how bad this is, how bad that is, how bad this is, I want this to change, that to change, this to change, that to change. How the fuck you don't? You really just worry about how can you get to a little bit bigger bag so you can buy some more European designer shit. Let me ask you a question. That's really all the fuck this is. Like you ain't, it ain't even about you getting to a little bit bigger back so you can improve this or improve. You just want one more pair of Louboutins. You want one more motherfucking Balenciaga ugly ass shoe. The next time I see a nice pair of Balenciaga shoes will be the very first time I've ever seen a nice pair of Balenciaga shoes. That shit is hideous. You niggas kill me with that. Let me ask you a question. You think a heroin addict enjoys being a heroin addict? Yes. You I do? do. I really do think they have a good time. I disagree, man. I don't man. think they do. I think I think being a drug addict, specifically those kind of harsh drugs. Not all of them, but some of them I think they'd be like, if I could be anything else in the world, go, no. I'd be a heroin addict. No, but they- I don't think they have a choice. They dumbed out, so- like, That's what addiction means. Mm. You understand I'm what I'm saying? I'm real on that piece, for sure. They don't have, once you're there, you're there, right? So now your whole life now becomes- you explain it away. Not even explain it away. Your whole life becomes a fight to get back to that high, whatever that high is. Right, but the reason heroin attaches to you like that, a crack cocaine or whatever you, whatever drug you want to attach to that, because it feeds uh, the 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 dopamine in your system, mm-hmm. right? And you, the dopamine craves it now. I need this. I need this. Just like sugar. Yeah. You understand me? People want to sure. stop taking sugar or eating sugar every day. 
We don't think about we we're addicted to this shit. Just like likes right? on Instagram. And, and we can we can easily separate the, the heroin addict from the motherfucker who eats sugar. But try to stop eating sugar. Right. And see how much your body craves it. Try to stop social that media. That just happened right? to me. So so think about this in this sense. That nasty social media operates the same way. Marketing and capitalism plays on the dopamine in the system. That's it facts. legitimately does. That's facts. So at some levels, it's an addiction to the desire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's an addiction. It's you sickening. get a rush when you open your page. You're like, oh, I got 200 new likes on my last post. I got to keep doing Ooh. this. I got to keep How doing How many clothes this, right? did I take off on the last? I got to take off a little bit more on my next but one. But just like a dope fiend or just like the person who wants to eat sugar all day, it, 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 the only way to really stop it is you got to really decide. Got to decide. Right? In most instances, people never decide on their own. Something traumatic has to happen. Right? You don't stop smoking cigarettes to the doctor and say, your ass got stage four cancer. Then you can stop immediately. Yeah, then you cut it out, cold turkey. Right? So, But that's a traumatic experience. It's like, oh, shit, my life's legitimately on the line. Mm-hmm. Right? But mm-hmm. in the moment of your life not being on the line, you smoke that cigarette every day. You understand me? Same thing with the heroin addict. Mm. I didn't shot this shit through all my veins so much, I can't even see my fucking veins no more. And that's what all the N.A. counselors will tell you. Like, you got to see the bottom coming up at them. Yeah. And they be like, I think, I think, I think this person ready to stop. He's like, I ain't nowhere near his rock bottom. He ain't. He it's the real shit. Got to hit rock bottom right? before you even consider it. So for us as a culture, and that's, you know, again, before the cameras came on, we was talking about, man, I don't want to see no more slave movies. And I said, no, fuck that. We need to watch as many of them as possible, right? Because we don't understand what rock bottom is. Mm-hmm. So we align ourselves. In the dopamine conversation, we align ourselves what we think is the value asset. And I make the argument every day that we think the value asset is proximity to whiteness. We want to feel But good. if you really know what whiteness is, Right, the birthplace of whiteness, the origin of whiteness. You need as many slave movies in your pocket as you can fit. But I think we want to feel good too. I think we talk about escapism. Right? I, I don't. I don't disagree. So whether that escapism is in the Louis store, or the escapism is in the strip club, or the escapism is in the liquor store, or the escapism is in. But my argument, though, just like the heroin addict, you're looking for that escapism in what is essentially the problem. I agree with you wholeheartedly. You me? But I'm saying that's the same. The concept is the same. Whether we talking about. I don't want you. I don't want to see no more of these traumatic black, you know, struggle story movies. It's like, well, trauma we, films. They call we it. ain't seen no more of these. Tra- we ain't seen enough trauma films. We need to see some more because clearly we haven't gotten the message. Because the source of your trauma is the shit you go buy today. Right. Think about the the major motherfucking economy was a cotton economy. Well, what the fuck you do with cotton? You make clothes. They was enslaving your motherfucker, raping, pillaging, beating, whatever you could attach to how fucked up slavery was. It was to make clothes, essentially. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Right? But our ass is in the camera with the Louis bag. And now we kill, rape, pillage, and lynch for For clothes. For the same shit. (laughs) Right? So, no, get some some more slave movies. Mm. Eh. (laughs) See what I mean? It don't make you feel good, right, E? I don't like... I don't like the slave movies because of the way that it makes me feel, right? It makes me feel, I get what you're saying too, like I really do, Um, but it just continues, in my opinion, to put us in the light of like, this is all we can do. This is all we're worth. That's what I feel like the message is, is, is shown when we're continuing to see these black trauma films. What I take from it is a reality of circumstance. And it's not to say we are less than or we are trapped in. This is the reality of the circumstance. Now, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Right? And this that's is, the part. This is we how don't this never country do has nothing about you. it. This is the place they put you in. What are you going to do about it? And if all you want to do is, I just want to go get closer to massive. Like, 
But if we're never doing anything about it, that's why even like with this with this show, right? Like I know we're enlightening people, and I love that. And you know, the people that are watching and like getting yeah. some new information, like myself. But then it's like, okay, now what do we do? What are the steps that we can take to move to a solution? Because if we just watching the the trauma films over and over and over again, but no one's doing anything about it, then it's just question. further traumatizing I got a, us. But I got a question for you. How do you activate without the information? Information got to be first. Right. So you get the information, then what? Yeah, but I'm saying the 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 overwhelming majority of us don't have the information. Now, right. shout out to the community that we've been able to build. Yes. And, and most of them are aware and engaged on some level. Yeah. Right? But that's the fucking minority. If this podcast was about ass and money, the other 90% of yeah. the black population <laughs> that ain't here would we'll be, be here. Right. Right, perspective. Right, Barack Obama was the president. You had T-shirts with Barack, Malcolm, and Martin. They make the same people. They don't have the same philosophy at all. Right? Oh, oh, Barack was the manager of the oppression. Right? They legitimately (laughs) diametrically they on different sides of the fucking spectrum. But our community related them because of our lack of information. So we value false shit. So we activate again, like the heroin addict. Right. We're seeking validation through the shit that harms us because we don't have the information, i.e., back to the slave movie. Or do be one better. Erase the slave movie and open a motherfucking book. Really Mm. get the detail. Mm. Really get an understanding. Stop Mm. seeking for the master who gives you the same slave movie Mm -hmm. to give you the information about your history because it's out there, but you won't seek it. Right? So you even when we do activate or quote-unquote activate, we activate in, in, in... how do I want to say this? We activate in a way that's probably as as harmful or even more harmful than the state that we was in in the first place. You can't say shit bad about Barack Obama in any public sphere around most black people. Right. Right? But when you look at the data, when you look at the numbers, it was horrible for us. Right? And I'm, I'm going to be 100%, right? When the Barack Obama was elected, I was proud of that shit because my Me children too. get to see a black man in power. But because I, because I pay attention to the politics of shit, this shit is harmful to me. This shit is harmful to us, right? And it ushered in Trump, whether we want to announce that or not. There was a play. Okay. It's going to usher in the next economy, and we're going down, 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 down. And he was the motherfucking, the the, the pinnacle of that tirade to go down. I personally thought he was the great white hope. That's how I view Trump. But, be, but like, the, that's how our lack of information, we will get behind and support that art, we will go against our own interests because of our lack of information. I, I, I felt like I felt like he was great white hope. I, I, I had put all my eggs in the Barack basket. I was hopeful. Yes, we can. You know, change we could believe in. All that shit. I was with all that shit. I was with it for two terms. Now, First term, Michelle I was like, does book deals, and everybody still runs out the support. This shit was harmful to us. Period. But we don't we don't we don't we don't see that we don't see it. But that in way. our minds, it's progressive. It's not. So when we activate without information, you running in in place. We don't see none of the shit that way. Christmas, in my opinion, is just another one of those things we don't we don't see that way. And I get the joy of it. You know, I I get the joy and and the kids being excited and you know you being happy to be able to do shit for your kids. And I get it. And I always anytime we get on conversations about what to do and not to do for kids, I always give the caveat that I don't have children. I always defer to people who do. But I just think that we need to reconsider Christmas among a myriad of things that I think that we should fucking reconsider how we go about it. 
Um, along the topics of money and whiteness, um, a white woman earns random white woman. Random white woman. She's not brilliant. She's not phenomenal. She's not special. This is our eyes wide shut segment for the day. We always do an eyes wide shut segment. Issues, topics that come up that you know either we think we have a, a grasp on and we really don't, or we ain't even thought about and we should. All the eyes wide shut. Man, um, I, I I randomly found this video right, and I sent it to y'all because it blew my fucking mind. At first, it was just like a ha ha he he joke, but I was like, no, this shit ain't no ha ha he he to me. And this, I think, what Evo just said plays into the conversation, right? We don't have the information, right? So we assume one thing without really having access to the information. So. You know how people do street interviews or whatever, random street interviews, right? So one guy was doing random street interviews. He walked up to a random I like the white confession woman. through the ugly black dude be doing that should be funny as hell. <clears throat> yeah, so so this is a random dude interviewing a random white woman. And he asked her, What do you do for a living? And she said something about healthcare. I can't remember exactly what the title was, right? He was like, Oh man, that's cool. How much money do you make? And she was like, roughly around three hundred thousand. This is why they stalk us. And Obama, she make parent healthcare recruiting. I make three hundred thousand. And how many experience do you have? In healthcare recruiting, three. Okay. And how'd you get started in this position? Tell us. It was by chance, networking. I had a friend, so I used to work in PR, public relations. And then, what type of college experience or education do you have? My um, degrees in journalism, actually. Okay. Um, ma- or not a master's. I have a bachelor's. And where'd you go to college at? I was all over the place, but University of Alabama, Roll Tide. Right? And then he said, oh, Jesus, 300000 Wow. How much training do you have to do? What kind of training did you have to have to do that? What do you do? Right? He was like, man, what did you do to get to that position? She was like, oh. Like, as soon as he asked a question, she started stuttering. Right. And she was like, nothing. I just had a friend and I, you know, he connected me with the position and like, I got the position. Like, well, 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 he was like, well, shit. Well, what did you study? in school? What did you study in school? Something completely unrelated. He was like, well, what school did you go to? I went to school all over the place. Bro. Right. I went to school all <laughs> over the place. She didn't go to accredited college or no big time school. It was nothing to validate her making more than a Roll quarter that. million dollars. Came from public yeah. relations, yeah. working in healthcare, and she was like, "She's making a three hundred thousand dollars a year, right?" Again, we don't have the information. We don't know the disparities in the worlds we live in. No training, no, no schooling, schooling, no experience, no experience, <laughs> right? He's like, "How long did it take you to make three hundred? She's like, three years, three years, right?" I again, understanding the numbers, understanding the data, right? The median. Income level, median income in the black community with two dual earners is less than $60,000. Both of y'all working your ass off and you busting basically 30 a piece, right? For however long you was doing that shit, that's the median. And if 60 is the median, then the 1% of the black community is in the 110s or the 120s. It starts around there somewhere. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't seen none of my white friends post no fucking Balenciaga boxes yesterday. I didn't see it. I swear to God on my mama head, I didn't see it. Well, I don't have no white friends. I got white friends. Well, I got white friends. Let me say that. I got, I, I got a new white friend. I, I got to stop that. I got one white friend that I really like. I just met him recently. This is my man. Period. 
Okay, cool. It's a new thing for me. I'm, I'm getting adjusted. You know what I'm saying? I'm growing and learning. You anxiety, ain't it? You know, I'm growing and learning. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Clap it up for me. Hey. Makes a noise for two having a white friend. <laughs> but look, check game though. Hey, my white friend brought me a Christmas gift at the uh, at the game on Saturday. Yeah, I don't have them kind of white friends. Uh, <laughs> it was dope too. Had my but, uh, name inscribed it. But again, too. right, Shout access to, to the information and understanding. One, we talk about wealth in our community as if it exists. It doesn't. It doesn't exist in our community. Oh, right. I tell people all the time, on the only right. group of black people to ever build any wealth was the baby boomers, right? And Generation X, which was me, was the first generation after the boomers that made less than their parents. They were less well-off than their parents. We're going down. We're on a downward spiral, and we didn't have much to begin with, right? And we're, having, we're competing in a world where a motherfucker with no experience, no education, and just the right network can make $300,000 a year. But while simultaneously going down, the perception is that we are rich. Understand the game. And nobody sees a problem with that. But this is back. Again, this is a political conversation, too, though. This goes back to Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. This goes back to about the economy changing and shifting and what's really happening in front of our fucking faces. Right. You're no longer valued in this system. The reason why the baby boomers was the only generation to make money because of World War Two. Right. GI right? Bill. Not even the GI Bill, the World War Two specific. Right. Mm-hmm. When motherfuckers go to war, they build entire economies in other countries. True. So you need a mass population of workers to build a whole country in another country. Right. When we don't need your services. You're not invited to the party. Mm-hmm. When I say that only less than 2% of black people work in the private sector, well, all of the American money is made in the private sector. We make all our money through government, right? right? We only work for the police. We only work for the bus company. We only work in government-sanctioned places, yeah. right? CPS is the largest employer in the city of Chicago. Them black folk. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Mm-hmm. So government has shifted the economy. So this white woman who's connected to people in the private sector, because we don't work there, we ain't connected to it oh. at all. No. Right? So we always had these conversations without the information, right? And then we compete in a philosophy that's not allotted to us. Because, too, it's, you got to – this is across the board. You have to make yourself feel good about whatever your circumstance is. Everybody's going to do it. Whether you, like I said, whether you drink yourself into it, you shoot your arm up into it, you fuck into it. It all feels good till it kills you. I agree with you, but I'm saying everybody's going to always find the narrative that best suits their circumstance, that makes them feel best about their circumstance. Mm -hmm. This is no different. So people are going to continue to do that. Meanwhile, you got this uneducated, unexperienced, untrained white woman making 300 G's a year to do something she's never stepped foot in. Because she could make the right call. Because she know a motherfucker. Right. But my bigger problem, and this might go into the conversation about but the drink. we don't even drink. see the value of having networks amongst ourselves. I'm just trying to shit on two. I'm not trying to build with two. I'm not trying to build something where I say, oh, oh, now my man got something going on over here. When and if I need, I can be like, yo, What's good? Y'all got a spot over there? Yeah, fam. I know you ain't never had no training, no experience, no schooling, but it's my motherfucking company. Come on, I got a quarter meal for you. But all I'm trying to do is shit on you, so fuck too, because I can go get me a motherfucking pair of Balenciagas. Knock it off, nigga. You're tweaking. Think about that, though, right? Think about that. We only make our money in the public sector, right? right? And in order to make public sector money, you got to meet all of the qualifications of said public sector. Mm-hmm. 
right? So you go to college, you get the degree in that field, da da da. But if I own whatever I own, mm-hmm. I govern what it takes to get into this position. Yeah. Right? So we have this, even when, you know, Biden, think about how Biden gets elected, right? Outside of the Kamala BS. Yeah, yeah. But think about one of the com- com- conversations they're having. We're going to give student loan forgiveness. Less than 12% of our community goes to college. But we'll fight for that because we think that validates his existence. We don't understand the game. We're playing. Understand the they don't have to have that validation because I can call a, a, a Brock. I'm good. And Brock can put me in a position I'm to good. get $300,000 a year. And she was a young white woman, too. I'm good. Yeah, man. So you we, understand we, we got to learn this game, you, man. You, you, you got to understand the game in a, in, a, in a real way to even be able to comprehend it. You know what I'm saying? So we talk about the the school and all that. That's it's not even it's not a real thing, man. It's just not a real fucking thing. And that's why the data will tell you, as a black person, woman or man, with a fucking college degree, you are going to earn thousands and thousands less than a white person who has a high school diploma. It's like fifty to one twenty five. You got a college degree, fifty. They got a high school diploma, fucking a quarter. Mm-hmm. Knock it off if you think we playing the same game, Joe. We're on a different planet. Knock bro. it off if you think we playing the same game. We're fucking not. Yeah. We're not, 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 not. Meanwhile, again, no white people posting no fucking Louis sneaks. It's all I saw on my fucking timeline yesterday and today. You niggas are killing me. Yeah, and it's a powerful conversation, man. I don't want to oversimplify it. It's a powerful conversation. It's a powerful conversation. It's a well-laid-out construct. It's by design, right? It's, it's a well-laid-out, well-constructed system that has been almost flawlessly executed to bring about these um, uh, results. No doubt. So I'm not blaming, right? I get how we got here. I've been a part of it. I am still a part of it. I'm still inflicted with the same sicknesses. But as we just become a little less sick, we got to implore other people to start to at least recognize their own sicknesses so we can come out of it. I'm sick as fuck with all this shit. Me still, as I see it today, still hella sick with all the bullshit. A little less sick than I was last year, and hopefully next year I'll be a little less sick than I was this year. And then we got to employ each other to do the fucking same because this sickness upon sickness is 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 fucking trash. Um, all of our culture has been immersed in the trial of one Tory Lanes. He was on trial uh, for having allegedly shot Meg and <laughs> the Stallion. You can remove the allegedly he has been convicted of shooting Megan the Stallion. Um, I think the crime could potentially have him serve up to 20 years and face deportation as he is from Canada. Um, everybody followed it. You know, every day I was hearing different reports about what was going on in the trial and her friends this and his friends that and bodyguards coming up missing and all this other kind of shit. And, you know, again, like I said, he was ultimately uh, convicted and, you know, he'll face sentencing soon. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I was never really interested in the thing, to be honest with you. But um, it's a big news story, and I feel like we should address it on some on some deeper so level. I'm going to be 100% honest. I, I wasn't following it either because I'm not interested in either of these people. Yeah, I'm, right? Yeah. But what, what, what drew me into it or what made me interested in it was when they convicted him, the speech that his daddy made on the court steps. Mm-hmm. And when the speech that his father made on the court steps, I was like, no, I, I rock with this. 
I rock with everything the daddy's saying. Mm-hmm. And then the daddy said something specifically. He was like, I want to indict Jay-Z. I want to indict Rock Nation. I want to indict that he's going down the line, right? Not only and, then, and he has some other valid points in regards to like the American criminal system and all that shit is real. Mm-hmm. Right. Now he's a Canadian, I would assume too, right? And be clear about that. Like the nuance and being living across that border probably creates a different understanding of racism and the understanding of the worlds they live in. Sure. America right? is and a then unique his, experience. Right. Then his son has probably had a unique experience in the sense that he's probably only experienced America from the standpoint of having money. Having capital. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you got a flawed understanding too, you know what I mean? But uh, I heard that shit, which made me kind of dive down into some of the other things that was going on with the trial. And I'm not gonna say I did, went back into the trial itself, sure. but I was hearing commentary from a bunch of other people who were quote unquote following the trial. There's a lot of important things around it, if, even if not so much the specific case with them. There's a lot of important things that kind of resonate in our community around that trial. Yeah. So you know, you had other. Uh, uh, bloggers, other uh, podcasts following the trial. And most of the conversation I was hearing from the people who was actually following it, they was like, at best it should be a hung jury. Uh, at best it should be this. At best it should be this. Uh, but understand what American law says, right? right? In order to convict somebody. Yeah, I heard a lot of reasonable doubt. Right. In order to convict somebody, you got to be beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all I'm saying is that from other people who were following the trial. I didn't follow There seemed to be a lot of doubt. I heard. I'm like, that sounds like reasonable doubt to me. Right. There seemed to be a lot of doubt. Right. But then you think about capitalism and you think about how racism works and you think about the order of the day, specifically where us as a people are tuned in and what our frequency is. Right. And how do you create more dissension? One of the conversations I was hearing about that trial, even just on the peripherals. Right, all these men are supporting Tory, yeah. right? Because they don't respect women. Look at all this misogyny. Yeah. Look at all this that that going down the line. See, E four was even saying that's true. <laughs> Be clear, I'm not following the trial. I didn't have a support for nobody. I didn't care what happened. Back to whole culture too, and all the shit that surrounds it. Right. So what I do find out about the trial that her and her friend is in the back of this car. Her and her friend were having sexual relations with this dude, unannounced to each other. So this your girl, she's shitting on you, right? Unannounced each other, right? So getting to the culture that we accept and embrace and how it creates this turmoil. Nobody saying black women don't love each other, though. Whatever it is, right? But it's it's only misogynistic shit that I'm hearing from the gut, the jump. My problem with that is, obviously, these two women have some level of distrust between one another. In the trial, it comes out that this is not the first time this has happened. This has happened with three other dudes. So here's your buddy, right? And you're doing whatever behavior you're doing that, in my mind, kind of reads as y'all really ain't friends, y'all manipulators. Hell yeah. Right? Whatever the situation is, y'all are manipulators. You know what I mean? And Tory, being Tory, took advantage of the opportunity. I think he's an asshole too. No doubt. Right, but being an asshole shouldn't qualify you to being locked up for twenty three years, right? And per, and I'm not saying he didn't shoot that girl. I don't know what. Being the, a hoe doesn't qualify you to get shot in the foot either. It surely doesn't. Know. It surely doesn't. And I'm not stating that at all. And I'm not man or woman in this. But I think it's interesting how you ha- there's no reproach to women, right? I'm saying law. Law says without shadow of a doubt, right? There was only one witness. The one witness said, "I saw a spark. I can't say if it's a gun or not." And when I saw the spark, it seemed to be going toward the air. And I don't even know where that came from. This is the the only witness account. Everybody in the car says, with the exception of Megan, 
says he didn't shoot her. That's what the people in the car said, right? Now, they said the girlfriend, the friend of Megan, in the original call said, whatever it was, yeah, Tori shot her and then recanted the statement. All I'm saying is all that shit still reads to me, doubt. All that shit still reads to me as doubt, right? There's another video which goes back to the daddy, which I think was interesting. Early on in the conversation, Tory put out a video saying I was he was going to make a statement, but Rock Nation called him and said, I'd advise you not to make a statement about nothing. Back to the conversation of power. Megan is a cash cow, specifically yeah, in, already invested in contrast Rock Nation already invested to Tory. Right? He's independent. He don't... He ain't connected to the power source like she is. Jay Z got out her deal. She was in, she was she she was caught she was signed to a fuck deal with one of these record labels. Jay got her out of the deal so that she can come to Rock Nation. I'm sure that wasn't cheap. Yeah, and I'm not saying money's dance either, but I think I think the again my my conversation is this: in the legal context, there's a lot of doubt. I'm not saying I support Tory. I'm not saying she magically got shot. I'm saying, I don't know what the fuck happened. And whatever happened in that car, all three of the people involved are saying some different shit. So beyond shadow of a doubt, he's not guilty beyond shadow of a doubt. That should not associate me to misogynistic thought. I'm saying, per the standard of law, per the standard of American law, right? And the, the problem with that the really fucks this shit up for me is... But you can't say that, too. Hold on. You hate black women now. If you if you if you say that. No, because why do y'all want so badly? Who is y'all? Y'all being maybe not y'all directly, but the, the 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 majority of men, I would say, to me, just from the outside looking in, and I didn't go like deep into the details. I did watch a video of one guy, and he broke it down like really clearly to me. I think as to like, duh, he's guilty or whatever. But it seems like so many men want. Meg to be like lying like she clearly was shot she was shot somebody shot her whether it was Tori or whether it was the best friend which I guess some of the things that people are saying is that like she Tori took the um took the hit for the friend or the ex-girlfriend or whatever which I don't necessarily believe but she was shot why mm -hmm. do so many people why are so many people mad and so much against Meg, a woman. So, like, I don't quote, get it. She's most fucking shot. Wire quote loading. <laughs> I always quote the wire. You do. Prop Joe, one one of the smarter characters on the show, <laughs> had a great line. That he said, "You stir up a hornet's nest. Ain't no telling who gonna get stung. Who is the biggest purveyor?" Who wages this war between black men and black women most? I don't know. Oh, uh, all right. Black women? All day long. Up and down all the timeline, up and down the TV. Black men hate black women. Uh, uh, fuck. Like, it's all, I don't it's all agree the time. with that. You don't, I don't agree, agree with, with it? agree with that, no. Oh. So as far that, as I see. Who wrote that thing right there at the bottom of the. Well, I, I wrote did. it. But who, 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 because who put I that did, on the bottom? I did. I did because. From the just from this conversation about Meg and Tori, and from what I'm seeing, um, it's just like so many men have such negative things to say about black women. I don't disagree with specifically, you. Specifically, I'm just mean specifically with this trial. I don't disagree with you. What I'm saying is, once you wage a war with people, everybody gets defensive and just starts swinging, and then anybody might get fucking hit. 
let's just Tory. I just I said it at the beginning when I opened this segment. I said we can throw away allegedly. He's been convicted of shooting her. And we know Tory's a jackass. Cool. Fuck dude. Right. He's a clown. Fuck dude. He you, shot. You don't think she's he's a clown? Been convicted of shooting him. Her. I don't think she's a clown. No. But I mean, granted, I don't. Okay. I've when I've watched. And, and I don't even want to do this he, she like shit. In Tory interviews, I look at Tory clown. That's just what I, that's the energy I get from him is clown, just from the jump. I think O.J. Simpson killed them white people. I don't. He don't. I think he did. Mm. But the justice system said he didn't. Reasonable doubt. It ain't about right or wrong. What can you prove? You for me, though, for me, though, again, I think Herb articulated this perfectly, though. Right. I said per the lens of the law. Right. Per the lens of the law. Reasonable doubt is reasonable doubt. Right. Whatever the fuck it is. My problem is why are women beyond reproach? Why if I say there's reasonable doubt, I'm a misogynist. Right. Even you was like, you know, uh, why do so many men want her to be guilt? I mean, want her to be lying. I don't want her to be shit. I don't pay none of these people no attention. Right. right? But, but there is a conversation at play here. Right. Because if my son is in a fucking car with somebody. Right. And some shit goes wrong in that car yeah. and it's reasonable doubt. I don't want him to be convicted over some bullshit because this ain't about Tory and Meg. This is about what the fuck is the standard of law. So how did he get convicted then? How was he found guilty then? If e, you don't think there's no innocent people in prison? Absolutely. Okay, I know there's. I'm doing? asking because I really want to know as far as this conversation. I wasn't in trial. I, don't, yeah, I wasn't either. Not, maybe we could have looked at the I'm, details of it. But, but I'm saying there's a lot of innocent people in prison. I and agree I'm not with saying, that. And I'm not yeah. saying Tory's innocent. I will, go, I will have this conversation from the premise that he shot her. That's okay. where I'm at with it. He shot her. Cool. In the court of law, just by the shit that came out, and again, I didn't follow it, and but by the shit that came out, there's a lot of fucking reasonable doubt in there. That's all I'm saying. I feel like. And wait, wait, let me stop there before you say anything. If he says that, full stop, what makes him a misogynist for pointing that out? I, mean, I don't think he's a misogynist. I get what you're saying in the context of the whole conversation. Therein lies the problem. Yeah. That's my problem, right? Why are you beyond reproach? Why is this conversation beyond reproach? We have Amber Rose. What's her name? Yeah, Amber, Amber Rose. Amber Rose at Drink Champs conversation too. And for me, it's the same exact shit. I say this and this becomes the standard because I'm beyond reproach. By whose standard? Why the fuck are you beyond reproach? You're a human being. Like, I'm a fucking human being. And at being. the same time as you sit perched up beyond reproach, you say... That you are at the bottom of the totem pole. Right. How can you be on re reproach and powerless? It, it, right. So on the one level, you be on reproach. And what I say is just what it is. And if anybody pushes back on it even a little bit to say, damn, that sounds like reasonable doubt. You hate black women. and you, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. But I'm more powerful than you. How? It's a, it's, and I think it's a sick conversation. Both right? things can be true, G. I, I hate that we, we are, we're, 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 we're kind of immersed in this gender based conversation but it is oh it is a looming conversation in our community right just like you just stated that ain't even you i started this conversation this weekend i don't know shit about megan the stallion i'm don't know nothing about her i don't know nothing about tory lane i do like her captain hook song i don't what i'm saying is i don't that know nothing about none of them 
I don't pay neither of these people no attention. And I like the right? club quarantine. So I'm having a conversation. I'm having a conversation with my niece who just happens to be a lawyer. Right? And she was like, well, he's guilty. I'm arguing that, well, it seems like there's some other shit going on. It's reasonable. Da, 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 da. She was like, well, his history, he beat up on women before. What the fuck that got to do with what happened in that car? You can't convict a motherfucker of nothing they did to somebody else 20 years ago who ain't never said nothing about it. We're dealing with what happened. That's law, right? And again, back to being a marginalized community, right? We got something like 75,000 black men in the penitentiary in America. What the fuck you mean we can't have this conversation? This is a conversation we should be having. Period. (laughs) Anytime we talk about Black men going to prison should be worth having the conversation. And especially if there has been at least a reasonable doubt created to say maybe he was wrongfully convicted. And I'm not capping for Tory. I don't give a fuck about you. From the premise that he fucking shot her. There is a due process in this country. Or it's supposed to be. Allegedly. Allegedly, There's right? And that's the problem. Process in this country, and to question it should not make me choose a, a side hater against of black you. Well, the problem we don't trust the the system, and we shouldn't. Yeah, we don't trust the system. We don't trust. I each disagree. Other. I think we trust the system fully. They've they've rerouted the conversation because we validated the system and went to distrust of each other. Yeah, now that's we got my fight. problem. Now we got to fight. Me and you been friends ten years. Whatever the fuck, you know me very fucking well. But as I see here, like mm, it was reasonable doubt. You like, damn, her. You you hate black women. I did not I know say you. Know, that. I'm, I'm just saying I though. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's like, damn. Like, yeah, but that's how this shit goes. It's the lines here, and then you jump way the fuck over here with a whole different conversation. It's again back to the Amber Rose and the Drink Champs conversation. Let's, the lines here, and we jump way the fuck over here. Amber Rose was on Drink Champs. Shout out to Nori. Shout out to DJ EFN. I like Drink Champs. Amber Rose was on Drink Champs. I don't really like Drink Champs like that. Though. I, I ain't do. gonna lie. I do. Um. Amber Rose was on there. So was uh, Murder Mook and Loaded Lux, two probably the best two battle rappers in the current construct of battle rap. Um, anyway, they was on there. They get into a conversation. Murder Mook goes into one of his raps uh, where he lays out the current social construct and how it is. He was talking about people uh, not needing to be talented to be on, per se, right? You don't even got no ta- have no talent to be on. And he went into a rap and he was talking about, you know, whole culture and he's talking about money culture and all his fame and all this goofy shit, right? He had, it, was, it was a cold-ass rap. I wish I could fucking quote it and recite like I be reciting other shit. I don't have it on my brain like that. But it was cold. Um, he gets done with it and Amber Rose like, what's the problem? What's the problem with whole culture? Like, why, I don't like, why, you, why y'all saying hoes and why... Why, why, why men in women's business, and why you care what she do with her body or what she do with her life? And it's like, and if Murder Mook were more intelligent and more courageous, he could have stood up to her and had the conversation. But in his lack of, and I, I almost don't want to say he's not intelligent enough to have it because he pinned the fucking rap that started the conversation. But he didn't have the balls to back up his premise. In the face of Amber Rose's beauty and power. Is it beauty and power or is it the overarching conversation that women are beyond reproach? 
If I say this shit about your culture, the culture that you align yourselves with, does that make me a misogynist? Power. Does that make me a fucking hater? Yeah, that's power, G. He sat there. He articulated that rap so well, and he made all the valid points. Me as a woman, I'm like, true, 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 true. Yeah. He lost his credibility when he started backpedaling in the face of Amber. Why he backpedaled in the face of Amber, I don't know why, because he made very valid points in that rap. He was scared. He meant it. He meant it. Cancel culture. Because he's a part of it. He's a part of whole culture. He's a part of it. That's why he didn't want to, because he benefits from whole culture. No doubt. That's why he backpedaled and pussy popped. So I, I I don't know if I am in alignment with that. Right. And I don't even know if it's whole culture for me. Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a real thing. Right. But again, we're in this space and place where women have become beyond reproach. It ain't even about, oh, I just disagree with some shit you say. And if I say it in the wrong platform or if I say it with the wrong tone. Right. The jump is you hate women. The jump is you're misogynist. Now, it's easy to get to that jump. When it's specifically around sex and sex culture, mm-hmm. I'm okay. definitely beyond reproach here, right? So as a man trying to profit off entertainment, maybe I should shut the fuck up, mm. right? So he didn't shut the fuck up. He backpedaled. But there was another guy there who clearly had something to say, and you could visibly see him saying, Loaded Lux. No, I ain't getting in that shit. Loaded Lux is- I ain't getting in that shit. Loaded I'm going to shut the fuck smart up. Smart enough to articulate whatever he wanted to articulate. Uh, in my opinion, Lord Lux is even Nori and EFN much smarter than everybody. I don't think they're the smartest motherfuckers Nori in the EFN world. Was like, Nori mm. definitely ain't. EFN might have a little more intelligence than Nori, but all three of them was like, mm, I ain't in this shit either. Mm-hmm. Beyond reproach. Well, because there's been this conversation going around of like men shouldn't have any opinion into women's business. Yeah, and why? I.e. beyond that? reproach. What do y'all? What do y'all? I right, I get it, and I'm equating it to that because it's the same thing. Yeah, what do What do y'all bullshit. think about that? We we are we are each one half of the society. What you do absolutely fucking impacts me. Like, period. And vice versa. You know what I'm saying? That's like us being roommates in a room, in a cell, in a house. And you're like, don't worry about the fuck I'm doing. The fuck you talking about don't worry about what you're doing. What you're doing impacts me. And we need to be at least somewhat aligned on how we fucking moving around this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We ain't got to be always in agreement. We don't got to do everything the same fucking way, bruh. But, like, we got to be somewhere aligned. So if it's like, hey, Come I smoke squares, you don't. Cool. But we agree, I right, don't smoke squares in the house. Okay, I need to take my ass on the balcony or outside and smoke my squares. You feel me? Like, Hey, man, iron sharpens iron. But y'all are like, right. nah, I'm going to smoke my squares right in the motherfucking middle of the kitchen and living room. And don't ask me, because if you do, you hate black women. But what in the, the context fuck are you of about? relationship, you got to be able to challenge one another. Period. Or it's a power dynamic and not a relationship. If I can't challenge you, I'm then, then I am oppressed by you or I'm in, in, in servitude to you. No, no, no. I'm a fucking human being and you're a fucking human being. You're not beyond reproach. Right? And, and the bullshit comes in. And you say, why are you minding my motherfucking business? But then on the back end, have an argument that says black men don't protect black women. Right? You can't have it both ways. I'm protect you and not right? be in your shit. You can't have it both ways. I hear that. It, it don't work like that. So you can't have wave both flags. Erica, where are you going tonight? Which way are you taking to the crib? Don't worry about which motherfucking way I'm taking to the crib. Herb, don't protect me. Well, how the fuck? 
Yeah. Or or even you say I'm on my way to the crib and I'm gonna get off on Halston and Herb says, No, don't get off on Halston, get off on this block, but you get off on Halston. Then you get accosted on Halston. Right. I got to be able to challenge you. I got to be able to communicate with you. And I have to have some say and vice versa. Specifically, if you have a, 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 a expectation of me, right? And then her very next line was like, 99% of black men hate black women. These overarching narratives, and the shit bothers me in the sense that this is these are the leaders of our community. I hate to say that shit. Because they're fucking idiots. Unfortunate, Jack. Right? But this is the only vibration that we're tuned into. But Murder Mook and Emperor right? to be thought leaders in any fucking thing. Even the Meg. Other than rapping and look, modeling. It was so Truth ridiculous. be told, I don't give a fuck about Meg Thee Stallion or the Tory boy. I didn't even know their fucking names. Right? But this is going to be a looming conversation. Right? I just said that my sister-in-law's house, who I call Miss Grey Poupon. You'd obviously think that she's on the upper echelon of society. But she's in tune with this shit. This is what we're in tune with. This is how we're vibrating, right? And it's fuck shit, right? And even in the conversation with Amber, it went into a whole culture. What is, you know, this, that, and the third. I heard some other shit, and I, so I bad, thought it was very man. interesting, man. She, Motherfucker was like, when men unify, when men get together, they get together around ideas of value for everybody. I thought that was interesting when he said that. He was like, you ain't never in your life seen a motherfucking, not to say gangsterism don't exist, but he said, you ain't never seen a million gangster march. He said, you ain't never seen a million blood of GD march, but you have seen a million man march for the community. He said, could you imagine uh, how we get to a slut walk as a value asset? Million women, slut walk. Well, that's, that's just. And I think that's some real shit, though. Let, validate my bullshit and accept whatever I bring to the table. We talking about this Some of this shit is bullshit. We talking about this conversation that took place between Amber Rose and Murder Moog. Do you know where they were? In a strip club. In the fucking strip club with a bunch of strippers standing right behind them. And every time Amber Rose make a point, strippers, am I right about this whole shit? What? You preach to the choir. Yeah, you right. They just got done. Y'all just got done throwing singles on them in the middle of this fucking show. Knock and it I think the fuck that's the off. point, though. It's, it's like, fine. That's the point with the guy that even he has something to say about all of this, but he's a willing participant in this culture, in this world. Mook or whatever Agreed. his name is. That's what I was saying about, about Lordy Lux, the one who is like, he's the smartest person in there that had this conversation, but he withdrew. When they was doing the fucking stripper shit and throwing the singles, right after they got done with that, they made fun of him because he didn't know how to make it rain. It was Before, like, you, you have, stupid as hell. You don't even know what the fuck you're doing. You ever heard of Rhapsody? Yeah. You know what I, mean? Rhapsody. I love Rhapsody. You love Rhapsody. I love Rhapsody. Right, so Rhapsody was doing an interview one time, and I thought it was dope. Love Rhapsody. Now, you put Rhapsody in the... Rhapsody's a rapper, for anybody who's listening who don't know. Female rapper. Woman rapper, yeah, for sure. Right? She was getting interviewed. I think she was on Hot 97 or something like that. And they was like, man, traditionally, you know how men don't support female artists. How have you been able to climb and in, in, in your, obtain your level of success? And Rhapsody pushed back. She said, well, you know, I don't know if I agree with that. She was like, at my shows, it's 99% men, right? And she said, I think the people who make that argument make a different kind of music, and they want men to validate what they're saying when they're not interested, right? So it's the, even the whole culture, the shit that we, the the BB, BBLs or the, all women will make 20,000 niggas at your fucking damn make some money show? You want them in the crowd shaking their ass, like... But my point is, I think I think we've gotten to a space and place where it's like the Twilight Zone in a lot of ways, right? It's a culture that you say men value, 
in the conversations I have with men, they don't at all, right? They'll nail the hoe, they ain't going to value her, right? They'll nail the BBL, they ain't going to value her. But there's a difference in understanding value. There's a difference in understanding value. And now we have a culture, whether it be whole culture, whatever title you want to put on it, that this is the overarching value of women being perpetrated by women. I think the danger comes in, in not in right or wrong. We talk about right or wrong not even being a real thing a lot. But not so much in right or wrong. It's in that both sides genuinely believe what they're saying. And so when Amber Rose says 99% of black men hate black women, she genuinely believes that, right? Yes. And I would even go a step further to say that's probably her truth. That's probably her actual experience and her actual existence. Why? Because you are immersed in whole culture. So if you came from the strip club to the motherfucking everybody rapper, manipulating to everybody. the rapper video to the motherfucking backstage, you damn right these niggas don't give a fuck about you, sweetheart. But that's the only niggas you know. So ninety nine percent of them don't give a fuck about you. You want a hundred. But I, I want to challenge you. Great math. I want to challenge that too. If though you get outside of whole culture. If you meet niggas that ain't in the fucking strip club throwing dollars on your ass for you to bust your pussy open, you might find a nigga that value your intellect or your fucking personality. But to the point we say all the time, right, relationships are a mirror. If you're operating in this space and it's all for sale, then I'm going to value at what I paid for it. That's what I said earlier, right? You trading God for things, right? That, 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 that vagina is the, is the origin of God. It's the origin of life. And you trading it for a couple of dollars, and you've been trading it for a couple of dollars throughout the duration of your life. Yeah. And it's, uh, uh, it's giving you some level of fame. It's giving you some level of validation. It's put some money in your pocket. And you think this is the normal culture. This ain't normal. Same is, sweetie. But you're playing in the game. And you're normalizing, normalized. you're normalizing the behaviors of the motherfuckers who pay for you. But you ain't never taking accountability for what you're selling. It becomes normalized. And then you want everybody else to normal to, to, to view it as normal too. And when anybody pushes back outside of that to say, maybe this whole shit ain't what's up. Now you go back to your perch of being beyond reproach, and now I must hate black women. I love black women enough to say that there has to be something. And this is from a nigga who loves strip clubs. Here's the you, thing, I, though. I'm, I'm not too I got, a, like, I got a question. Hey, I don't like women fucking. I do. I got a question, okay? though. But let's call shit what? Let's put everything in this fucking proper box, though. I got a question, though, and this is for you, Efo. When they make statements like that, women who do not live in those standards or do not live in those communities or do not operate in that space, why do women who do not operate in those spaces act like covens in agreement with that? Um, I don't know that we act in agreement with it. I think that if you're a person that's able to see kind of like two set, both sides of the coin, you can just be able to have a conversation about it so like even me with us talking about it today that interview was stupid to me you know what i yeah. mean it was very stupid but at the same time i could kind of try to i could see i could pull apart look between the lines you know squint a little bit and see what amber rose was trying to say doesn't mean that i agree with it you know what i mean but i can see both sides of it and if even if we're talking about the tory lane's med conversation just you know i'm a somebody on the outskirts you know standing by the sidelines looking in too and you can see the big picture and what like the main conversations are so i don't think that it's necessarily about being in agreement. like i don't think that it's even like 
us being um, beyond reproach, as you say, is just being able to um, have a conversation about both sides, I guess. I'm not going to speak up for a man, right? Because I don't know. I'm not a man, so I can't speak from your point of view. I can only speak from a woman's perspective because I'm a woman. I've spoken up for women on this. Again, men, too, have this conversation all the time. I mean, we can speak up for men. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying we have this conversation all the time, and I'm always like, no, it's fine for for women to be sexually liberated, and they can have as many partners as they want, and I'm I'm cool with that. But, again, if we're talking about literally – Fuck them, then get some money. Dance naked for some dollars. A hoe is a hoe is a hoe. About whole shit, G. We not talking about. Oh, I can have sex wherever I want. You damn right. Yes, the fuck you can. That is your choice, right? But Amber Rose, we wouldn't fucking know you, but for whole culture, you right. wouldn't be on this fucking couch, but for whole culture, ma'am. What the fuck are you talking about? Right, and it, it bothers me because I because I too see both sides. I'm fine with it. I see both sides of it. I just but see what she's trying to say. Buck. It is the whole culture. It's a hoe is a hoe is a hoe. Keep it a buck. Yeah, hoe, but I, that doesn't mean that I don't understand what she was trying, what I she was what getting she, at. I get what she's know? trying to say, too. You right? understand this bullshit. What, she's, what, she, what she wants to say is, I should be able to do whatever the fuck I want. Without being called and a hoe. I agree with you. I agree with you. You should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. But so should the motherfucker that's sitting on the outside observing it to say, that's hoe shit. And you can be mad at the terminology all you want to. You can change the fucking terminology. Me and you were talking before the show. I'm like, listen, if you swap prostitutes and bus drivers, and then now everybody who operates a large motor vehicle for public transit, now we call them hoes. And we call prostitutes bus drivers. 20 years from now, bus driver would be a derogatory term. And they don't want to be called that. And they don't want to be called that because it's a derogatory term. It ain't the term. It's the fucking behavior that 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 sets the... the um, the 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 meaning for the word, you know what I'm saying? The connotation for the word, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's the behavior. And if you are a woman who's in the same interview, like, oh, I love when I worked at Sue's Rendezvous Strip Club. It was the best time of my life. I was dancing, I was naked, I was making money, I had all these friends, I was all around all the niggas. Sweetheart, fine, go ahead, right? I'm gonna come, I'm gonna throw my dollars too. But let's keep it a buck about what we're doing here, sweetheart. Like let's. That's all I'm. That's all I'm saying. And let's not extrapolate this out over our whole society to say this is some healthy shit. We got we got young girls in our lives, right? Yeah. We none of us are gonna tell them that this shit Amber Rose is talking about is good it's for the healthy, society. No, right. This is fucking not. But because it turns into this man versus woman thing, then everybody gotta pick their team. And I'm gonna rap with my team regardless. It's like nah, Joe, nah. This ain't this ain't that kind of situation. This ain't oh we go out, my boy do some dumb shit, get us into a fight. I gotta ride with him till we get back home. So I'm gonna fight with you. And then we get back home, I'm like nigga, you bogus as hell. But this ain't that. We don't have to fight this out. We could be like, nah, that's just not cool. You know what I'm saying? I do your shit. I'm in full support. I understand both sides. Do your shit, but let's not do it to the point where we try to blur the lines of what's actually fucking happening. That's how you miss all the shit. That's how you miss all the shit. Yeah, I struggle, bro. I know you do. That's we always disagree. We all do. But we're not disagreeing. Not and today. I, and I, I don't think we disagree in most instances. My whole argument is called a spade a spade. It is what it is. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm anti you having whatever behavior you want to have. But these are the impacts of said behavior. This is what said behavior is. I'm not gonna pretend like you don't have that behavior. 
Yeah. No, you you do that. Yeah. You understand me? You a murderer? No, motherfucker, you a murderer. That ain't nothing to celebrate, right? The devil comes in many forms. I'm not going to champion your ass because you a murderer, right? I saw, I was watching something the other day. I think it was a Joe Budden podcast. And it was like free thug. And somebody was like, man, I don't know if we want to say free thug. And they was like, what you mean? He was like, man, I've been getting conversations from uh, uh, in my inbox. He was like, man, you know, we have one version of this, man. But what I'm hearing from on the ground is that this motherfucker do X, Y, Z. He really this, right? Now I don't want to be in their business and that's the court shit again. I don't know. But I'm with that. If you that kind of motherfucker, then you deserve whatever comes to you. It is what it is, right? I'm not championing you because you fucking the celebrity. Fuck you. The behavior is flawed, right? But back to the frequency and back to what the fuck we are tuned into, right? You get Amber Rose, who lives in a, in a, in a certain niche of society, right? But then you can go to the other end of the spectrum and let's say, I don't know, what's the sister who used to date Common or, uh, or Angela Rye? And she'll champion the same fucking philosophy. But if you won't tell your daughter or your niece that this is cool, you can't champion that philosophy, right? My pushback to Murder Mook was you write the rap and the rap, the rap is eloquent. It was great. But when she's standing in front of you, you won't challenge her and say these things because you don't want to be seen or viewed in a certain light. Fuck out of here. That's a flaw. That's a flaw. And that is the overarching conversation. Right, I had a conversation with some shorties, and we can get out of here. I had a conversation with some shorties one day, and it was about criminality. It wasn't even about this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And we in a classroom in Inglewood in Chicago. I said, man, on every Chicago block, there's a roughly 40 houses. Because of the way our community works, the average number of people in them houses is five or above. We know how them communities them critics can really work. It might be 15 in one of them goddamn houses, right? And I say to them, I say, what percentage of people on that block do you really think is involved in criminality? And they was like, all of them. Your grandma in there shooting shit and cutting coke? Is that your reality? Right? How about your auntie and your uncle? Or they get their ass up and they go work at McDonald's or wherever they get in there. You know, I'm, again, percentage-wise, though, it's about 2% of motherfuckers in our community that's involved in this kind of behavior. Right, but because this is your environment, because this is what you tapped into, and you ain't seen them beyond these borders, you equate that to a hundred. This is the culture. Two percent of motherfuckers start dictating the entirety of the culture, and that's how you get ninety-nine percent of black men hate black women, and it becomes circular. It's the same shit. But if you won't have the gall or the 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 audacity to stand in front of that and challenge that, then it is just that. It's just a circular thing. Gotta stand in. And I ain't with that. Everything needs to be challenged. Everything needs to be challenged. We challenge each other all the time. We challenge all the time. We hope y'all challenge us all the time. It's what it takes. It's what it takes to get to the fucking answers. Appreciate y'all for tuning in to this edition of Herb and Two. Thank y'all so much. As always, y'all input was valued. It was certainly, certainly appreciated. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all follow. Make sure I hit the like button. Don't forget about the Patreon. If you want to see the Relationship Friday show live as it airs on Tuesday nights, got to be on the Patreon. That is where you get the shit that... Before P.I. get to cut it out, be hilarious shit going on. <laughs> there will be a Relationship Friday. Uh, it's going to be on Saturdays now. Relationship Friday will now air on Saturdays, 11 o'clock? I don't know. It'll air on Saturdays. It will air on Saturdays uh, for Relationship Friday. I still want to call it Relationship Friday because I like that. Um, but it'll air on Saturdays. Uh, but, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you all uh, appreciated this conversation. Thank you all so much for you all input. 
huge shout out to the best producer in the podcast game. We like E-40. to call her E Fo. Oh, she much rather prefers to be called Peggy Bundy. That is a lie. <laughs> we got to get a hoodie. I'm gonna say, to say that every Peggy time. Bundy. That is a lie. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, we didn't shout out Big Bang Bella. I saw the video of Bella whipping the car. Shout out to Bella. And I talked to her. She told me that she was actually driving on the street. I thought she was, like, in the parking lot. She's like, no, I was on the street. I was whipping shit. Shout out to Big Bang <laughs> hey, Bella. Hey, why you are you um, putting that business on Front Street? What if they get in trouble? For what? For teaching your kid how to drive? Yeah. We're on the bad by names, American law. <laughs> I've been driving since I was two. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Shout out to Bella for whipping that joint. Uh, huge shout out to P.I., uh, by the time y'all see the video, it looks great, and that is because of that brother. Shout out to Annihilation doing all of the hard work behind the camera today. But two, my name is Herb. Y'all be good to each other. Peace. Salam alaikum.